This episode of the BJJ Campaign Podcast is brought to you by Speed Pro East Bay in Alameda, California, in the heart of the San Francisco Bay Area. They're the source for premium visual solutions to spruce up your interior space. From window decals and wall murals to conference room graphics and directional signage, create a work environment that is tailored to your brand. They'll not only print your custom graphics, but do installation as well. Visit eastbayspeedpro.com. That's E-A-S-T-B-A-Y-S-P-E-E-D-P-R-O.com. And mention the BJJ Campaign Podcast for 15% off your first order. Also, Eddie is a jiu-jitsu guy, so folks, go out there and support him. I'm about to feed him to the sharks right now. Get him hyped right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it go. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's, That's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Let's roll. Welcome to episode 58 of the BJJ Campaign Podcast. My name is Jeff Boone. I'm an A3, blue belt, three stripes. Phil Kors, A2, blue belt, two stripes. So, uh, good news for everybody out there today. Today's episode might be short. Why? I don't know. I mean, I just don't feel like we have a bunch of topics. No, not really. You know, but but that's good, you know, because then they can get on with their day and give us more ideas and we can explore all right tell them how they can support us <laughs> <laughs> nice one philly um no so so one of the things that we were talking about um and it was from some advice that you gave yesterday and that was things happen in your jujitsu campaign at exactly the time that they should happen now you have to recognize that you're ready for uh, a transition to do something else to work on something else to work on to develop your game right um and go ahead you ever seen a movie twice yes same thing it's always there you just never see it you know what i mean like they're always saying the same thing then you see that movie again you're like oh, oh how did i not see that coming you know that's so obvious now you yeah know? same same thing no you're exactly right you're exactly right and um, an, an example that that I'll give is is that um, I've I've been feeling really good about my training as of late. I feel like I'm improving, and I think it's because of this that I recognized where my deficit was was my mobility. Whenever um, I'm in a dominant position, because I usually play bottom and and attack from the bottom, and now that I've been playing top. And trying to find pathways to the back, I figured out. Oh, hey, I need to improve my mobility. And when was when was that, Phil? That we started like four weeks ago. Five, what? Five weeks ago, started doing that. The your mobility. Yeah, you've been working on that for a long time. You're doing yoga and stuff. You, well, yeah, but I mean, specifically during jujitsu rolls, you know, specifically trying to. I didn't even know you were doing that. What are you doing? So, um, anytime that I'm on top. Uh, you know, and in side control of pass guard, um, um, getting up and doing uh, knee on belly, 
neon chest going over transitioning from one side neon belly to the other side neon belly and then trying to get to the back and put weight forward so that i can get their back uh and just keep moving around and not really try the submissions but just keep moving okay. around that's what I'm when, when you're saying mobility i'm thinking like you're stretching oh no no, no. I'm, I'm i mean mobility I'm during during the role okay i think yeah yeah that seems like the right word i just totally maybe went, this is the wrong word i went somewhere else in my head when you said you're like lately you're working on mobility even earlier i thought you were just stretching more or something no i mean i'm still i'm still stretching. Like I mean, i've always worked stuff. on that mo- the the flexibility and mobility yeah i've always worked on that because i know that's uh, probably a deficit of mine you're and, like you're flowing right oh look at you how was your flow roll today i didn't do it we drilled oh <laughs> that's ridiculous I, I told him i was open mark said what drill you want to drill i said all right cool i'm gonna work arm bars <laughs> that's hip mobility back and forth <laughs> that's funny so so yeah and the thing was until until i started realizing that i needed to play more top that i'd been i've been playing bottom for so long that i needed to play more top i didn't realize that there was an issue or or that i could make improvements drastically make improvements to my jiu-jitsu game just by changing the way i was training with regards to mobility and different positioning yeah expanding on what you do because when I first started, you were always on top and you were like learning the Kimura position, I guess, and playing with that from everywhere. Mm -hmm. And then you, I think it's just flipped, you know, you you were comfortable starting on top and then played where you were uncomfortable. And I started playing on bottom and then started trying to play where I was uncomfortable, inverted basically from what you did. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, I think, I mean, that's what we were just talking about before. And like, now, you know, the, the one side catches up with the other. So then you kind of flip it back and you train the next one to kind of raise that up, you know, and I'm assuming that's a nonstop thing, kind of going back and forth. Um, Until you're the best at jujitsu ever that you can be and ever. Yeah. Which never happens. It's cool with me. <laughs> no, but but yeah, but exactly. I mean, and and you have to go through those iterations and recognize when you're at that point of diminishing returns on the other side of things, right? You know, because I'm sure I'm sure that after I work this top and I go back to bottom, I'm gonna be like, whenever that is, I'm gonna there's gonna be some sort of revelation there as well. Yeah, and that's kind of why that's kind of why I want to go back to the bottom of open guard now mm-hmm. uh because i was doing the passing for so long i just wanted to focus on that because and where i want to be is on top and i don't understand either side so i wanted to you know, it just felt better for me to start there and now i think i'm hitting mental blocks because i don't understand the bottom enough and that's what you know and i'm standing up and the bottom is the last two places uh of like bottom of open guard at the well the next two places that I still feel totally uncomfortable. Sure. Um, like I, I still have no idea how to get out of neon belly. I just kind of wait for people to get bored and move <laughs> on because it's terrible. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so 
uh, Phil's uh, DVD coming out soon. Neon Belly escapes. <laughs> Wait till they get bored. <laughs> Just don't give them an arm. Be a short one. Um, the, <laughs> the, uh, so the bottom, I think of the open guard will help me understand just the position more, you know, there's a million of those positions, I guess, but just to help bring up the other side, you know, it's like, I know you want to do this. You know, there's a lot of times where I'm passing the guy where I just react to stuff and I don't know why. And like, that was what was cool about doing it with Chris yesterday because he's newer with the open guard. I mean, he likes X guard, but he's still, you know, he's probably more familiar with open guard than I am. Cause I don't, I try hard to stay out of it. Like I just try to pull either close guard or half guard. Um, but he's doing things and I'm reacting and I'm, he's asking why I did it. And I'm, I don't know. I just do it again. And it's just, this is the, because I've failed it so many times the other way. Like I just not, I don't want to do that. Like, this is what I want to do. I can't tell you why, but like when you're doing it, this is how I'm reacting. Um, right. You're killing the hooks, getting your weight back, whatever, whatever you have to do to get away from that position. And, And it was cool to do that with him because we're kind of problem solving and putting the, the why, you know, and it's like, I'm doing this three times. And I was like, I don't know what to tell you to do from here. So he just asked John, and then he said it, and that was cool. But, you know, it, that was fun. And now I want to, you know, try to figure out that other side. Now Chris's deep half guard is going to be amazing. So good. <laughs> um, so let's talk about something it, it, with one of our training partners. We, we kind of talked with it. They were a new blue belt, and they, they were, you know, having difficulty, you know, kind of seeing the progression you know and and you were in their position just four months ago right five months ago yeah well i mean i still do it yeah um but yeah that was that was something you said to me one time where you were just like just let them pass just get into the next position and work out of that one and that helped a lot because I'll get in the same ones, you know, and when you roll with the same people all the time, I think, especially mm-hmm. like there's probably a core of like 10 people that I roll with all the time. It's usually pretty similar every time. Like we're all going about the same pace. So it's not like it's going to drastically change from week to week. And there was like ruts, basically. I don't know any other way to say it of positions where I just get into a either a bad spot or can't finish something. And I'm just doing the same thing every time. And then you were like, Oh yeah, just let them pass. You know? Cause I would stay stacked up either trying to like hang on to a triangle or something. Um, versus just letting them pass and working out of side mount, you know? Cause it's like, yeah, I need to work on my guard retention, but like not being dealing with a stack isn't, it's not an guard effective retention, method you know? of guard like, retention. I have nowhere to go from there. All right. I'm just delaying the inevitable and spending five minutes stacked up and then be like, cool, he didn't pass my guard. I got no better, you know. I didn't mm-hmm. work on anything that I should have done. So yeah. I mean it's it frustrates me. I still do it. I did it the other day, um, attacking something for way too long when I would have been better off of just moving on and trying something else. And uh it frustrates me. But I think the more and more I can see that I'm doing it, the less it'll happen. I don't think it's going to be an overnight thing. 
I think that's impossible. No, it, it, it isn't. I mean, even for me, I, I'll, I'll do that same thing, you know, and I have to remind, I remind you cause I remind myself whenever, whenever that gets on and, you know, just, just move on. If you're, if you find yourself, and this is for anybody, if you find yourself now, if you're working, like if you're working back and forth, obviously if you're an open guard, you're going to be, might be an open guard for more than 30 seconds. No, yeah. big, no big yeah. deal. But if you're if you're holding on to something and and getting going through your role and having thirty seconds at a stalled, basically a stalemate, it, I, I don't even go that long really anymore, most of the time. But just move on, and and that move on. If you say, well, Jeff, I don't want to give up position. Why? They're your training partners. They're there to make you better. You know, there's. You know, a lot of people say have no ego, but you really have to, you really have to put that into practice and say, all right, yeah, this, this big white belt who, who is a threat, I'm going to let them pass because I'm just going to move on and do, do something else, you know, mm-hmm. just try to try to get better some other way. And, um, and kind of in a similar vein, I was looking over, um, earlier our, our BJJ campaign group page and i saw uh i revisited one of the posts that michael canfield made and he said where he's uh, michael's one of the guys that went to um origin immersion camp for the last couple years so we've known him for a couple years now and um uh thin really good blue belt and um and he was saying you know he, he in his training along a similar vein he, he left out handsome let's just say he's he, thin he is handsome he Jesus. is thin, handsome wiry yes could say wiry yeah. fast are we in the nfl draft terms <laughs> yeah yeah that's right <laughs> no carper um but uh but he was saying you know he spent too long trying to defend something that was deep a submission that was deep now I know they're going to be like, Jeff, you're talking out of both sides of your mouth now. Yes, you have to try to get out of those deep escapes too, but you have to do that with training partners that you trust. And you have to give it that attempt at the late escape and then move on tap or you get out either one. But he was saying that it was spending too many, too much time in that, that tough position. And the benefit is, right he's really hard to submit i'll attest to it i rolled with him he's 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 really good and he's tough to submit and uh but is he inhibiting his training that way and he felt the answer was yes he was yeah it's because he changed his mind and wanted to do something else i I go through this all the time like Mm -hmm. there's just no i don't think there's any way to do it wrong i think there's ways to do it wrong yeah i said that wrong I don't know. Like when you're saying you spent so long last regard, that's applicable to a bunch of different positions. I think I don't believe that anymore anyway, because I like, but I don't think being, I don't think being stubborn and stuff like that is, is that bad, you know? And he did it for a while. You know, if you move on and try other stuff, I mean, that's, I don't know. He felt at that time, again, it's part of that timing, right? Yeah. It's that timing. It was, it was the right time for him to say, Hey, uh, you know what? I'm going to tap sooner and we're going to get in more positions. Mm-hmm. We're going to do more jujitsu for my training. Yeah. Right. Instead of locked in trying to, you know, do feats of strength and not really technically defending. If you're technically defending, then sure. Stay, 
stay with it, right? But that wasn't the impression that I got. It was, yeah. you know. Agreed. Yeah. And I, yeah, I do that same thing. No, you don't. Not that much. Depends who I'm rolling with. Does it? Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. The same reason I don't let certain people pass the guard, and then there's people I don't fight hard enough to keep the guard because I know the guard pass is coming. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's a mental... It's like, you ever seen that Big Brother thing where the person isn't as good or couldn't, you know, they're now bigger than their big brother, but they still see them as that, and you can't... Sure. That mental thing is there. It's a... So you saying I always will have that big brother thing over you? That's great. No, you're going to be way too old soon. That's true. <laughs> that's just fighting the time. That's Phil. coming. That's all yeah, I'm I doing, literally baby. just have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Um. Anything along the lines of that? You know, everything kind of happens when it should happen. Um, and, and I'm trying to I'm trying to bring it back to also the newer white belt, right? Because in, in Sunday rolls we have some newer white belts that come to that and and are really they're really getting better, you know. And and um, and I'm I'm just thinking about that. You know, they're spending time defending, but again, if if you're training with those newer white belts, work what you want to work, and then move the positions along and then let them work some, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's just a, yeah, I, don't know. I think we, I think we say it all the time and we just find a new way to say it or whatever, like you're ready to hear it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it keeps coming back and that's the fun part as you're picking up the next thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's impossible not to pick up the next thing if you keep trying stuff. Yeah. Like I, I think I trained kind of dumb, uh, like I, I do a lot of like I have to do it the hardest, stupidest way possible for yeah, me to learn stuff, you know, but that's how I find it the most fun. And then I figure it out and, uh, you know, quote unquote for myself, as people are telling me the same stuff all the time for six know. months generally. And then you figure it out for yourself. Correct. Yes. Yeah. That's you generally know? the pattern you follow. I feel like if I was smarter, I would get a lot better, a lot faster. I forget who I was talking to. I was talking to somebody recently, but I looked at like my attendance and I was like, I, I don't remember when it was, but it was like, got 7,000 classes, it was like 500 classes. Like how am I still as bad since 500 times? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So I, I mean, I, I, but that's why I have to do it. And I, I think if I did it other ways, it would take the fun out of it. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but that, that's just how I'm going to do it. Refusing to listen for, yeah. to anybody for six months yeah. until it suits you to listen mm-hmm. to them. And then it's actually your idea. Correct. Yeah. I like that it's method. It's flawless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, everyone trains differently, Phil. You know? Yeah. I think I could get a lot better, a lot faster if I was better at listening and learning. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, well. I'm just glad you aren't. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, moving on uh and i don't know if we covered this we have covered this before but i want to go back to it uh because hodger gracie recently was quoted in an article saying you know how i know we're getting better at jujitsu i listen to some of these old podcasts from like six months ago and i'm like that guy's a fucking idiot you know that's how i know we're getting better who us 
I listen oh. to things I say like six months ago. I'm like, yeah. who is listening to that guy? He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> so that's how, you know. Yeah. No, you're right. You're exactly right. <laughs> Doing the best I can. Yeah, see, six months, you take a jump. Yeah. Figure it out. Uh, so, no, it was inspired by a, an article where, where Hodger Gracie was quoted. He doesn't drill. He doesn't drill. You know, we've heard. That was clickbait. Drill, drillers make. No, it was real. You didn't read the article. Huh? I did read the whole article. Okay. Yes, I did. Yeah. Uh, drillers make killers and all that stuff. Now, listen, if you're drilling, you're bound to get better. I mean, it, that you're you're forming pathways to to where you know how to do things, obviously. I'm not saying drilling's bad for you. He, Hodger Gracie just said that the way to get better the fastest is do specific positional sparring. Yeah, but he said new people need to drill. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. In that article, did he yes, say Yes, he says when you're learning it, you need to drill. I think he was meaning that, like, during no, the that's technique. how they take it out of context and make the clickbait. You do the technique, you have to learn it. You have to drill it to learn it. To get good at it, you have to apply it in the positional sparring. He doesn't need to learn this stuff anymore. He needs to drill it with the resistance. Correct. That's how he's. But whenever you're saying drill it, all that means is he's saying that whenever you're shown that technique in class, you're getting as many reps in as you can. Right? Mm-hmm. That's what he's saying, meaning by drilling it. So. I remember to count my reps for one class. Did you? Oh. Yeah, I think it was 25, 19, 16, 12, and I can't remember the last one. That's really good, Phil. Yeah, because anything over 10, I don't worry about. You get it 10 times, it's good. Or not good, but you, you've at least done yeah, what you I can. noticed the, the ground techniques were much slower. Sure. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that. Uh, the stand-up self-defense is really easy to just keep doing. And I did five, five and five. I'm going to go ahead and not do two and two anymore. I think Between what right. John said and, and yeah. what Steve said, I think that's the better way to do it. I think five and five is right. But the problem is, is that hopefully the, is the break going to take, you know, if you do five and your partner only gets three, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think with five and five, I think with five and five that for sure you're going to be able to drill at least the first five and five. Man. And you know what I stopped doing is I don't talk anymore when I'm doing mine first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For some reason I would like go back and say what they just said. I don't, I'm not doing Mm -hmm. that nearly as much. seems like a weird move. Yeah. I would just like repeat it as I was doing it. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. All right. Unnecessary waste That's of time. So weird. I just do it a couple times and then switch. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, whatever works. But I, I think that I'm mainly speaking in like fundamentals terms, dealing with a pretty much brand new person. Oh, oh, well, that's reasonable. Is what I would do. I'm not doing that now. I'm just okay. kind of doing it, and then letting them do it. Waiting for questions, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's probably a good idea. Because, again, it goes back to what we said. We don't know the questions before we drill the technique. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's to address also the the five. I want to try to do five and switch, not two. Typically, it's like two and two. Two and two, yeah. No, you're, 
I agree because like Steve was saying in that seminar, you know, it takes the first two to just get the movement right. Mm-hmm. And you need to do three more to solidify that right movement. Yeah. Don't do it wrong. You yeah. know, two times and say, oh, let me get one more and then do it right. And he was saying do more. I liked that a lot. And John, yep. I've heard him say two or three times now recently that mm-hmm. you should be doing it more times mm-hmm. Yeah, before switching because so anyway, that's just something I'm trying now. It's it's an evolution with it, right? I mean, that's, you know. The hardest part is for me to remember to try to count. Because otherwise I just do the class like I always do and just I don't think about it. But it, the one day uh, I specifically said to Molly on the ride there, I'm like, remind me to count the reps because I'm going to forget. Mm-hmm. As soon as the class started, she said, count the reps. I'm like, well, I'm glad you said that because I already forgot. You know, it's been four <laughs> minutes. So. But, yeah, no, it's something I want to try to do because I just, uh, I don't know. No, I think I've, it's I've important. I've done it before. Yeah, I think it's important. Um, so going back to his, um, I just railroaded you there, but the uh, Hodger Gracie's article. Yeah, no, he just he was just saying that once you once you have a basic fundamental idea of the technique, that the best way to get better at that technique is to to incorporate that into positional positional sparring. Yeah, you know. And it's something that we do a lot, right? I mean, we do a lot of positional sparring, and it's just an easy way for a, you know, if it's a bad position, it's an easy way to teach um, the newer folks, hey, you've got to be good to your training partner in this bad position because you didn't earn the the position, you know. So you've got to be good to your training partner, and and while you're, you know, you're trying, you just you're not going to, if they're in an arm bar, you know, you're not going to take that arm with you you know so to speak so um allowing them to work the defense the early defenses and the late defense you know hitchhiker or whatever which you don't believe in no i believe in it. i just don't like doing it oh okay all right um no i think those are better but i also think i think it's better because of like i said i learned the hardest way possible so the positional sparring gives me that immediate feedback to try again because mm-hmm I'd rather, uh, I'd rather do like a guard passing, like I do um, a lot with Joey or or you or yesterday with Chris. Of, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna stand back up, like I'm, I don't not working on anything else. I'm working on trying to get past the guard because it's really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, if I get swept, I stand back up and start over. If I feel like I passed, I wait for them to settle, because that's also that weird balance that's really hard in guard passing that the more I play with the positions and stuff is like, they have to accept the, that I passed. That was something I, did, I didn't used to understand. You know, I don't have to stop moving at any point. I can keep trying to shrimp, keep trying to get the knee and keep bridging hard and like bucking up and trying to get anything going. Like it's until, you know, they accept that it's over, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's something that I struggle with. Jeremiah was saying the same thing today, but I struggled with the same thing there. But so as soon as that's settled, getting back up and, and essentially doing it again, see if mm-hmm. I can either replicate the same thing, or I'm going to try something else. Sure. You know, and I think that's the, that's for me the fastest way, because if I'm going to get swept, I'm going to get swept four times and then say, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. How are you doing that same thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm super bummed that you're now onto my, Whenever you get the overhook um, sweeping you from half guard, mm-hmm. super bummed about that. Did you get it like one time on me? I don't think I did. I don't think I got it at all on you. 
Did I? Today? Yeah. No. I meant ever. <laughs> um, folks, that was an illustration of um, Phil's delusional Block it out. Mind. I don't remember. I don't think I I've may, ever lost. I may have done that uh, half guard where where they put the wizard in to the side that you're trying to get the underhook on. I may have done that half guard sweep to him. I'm going to say conservatively 845 times. Yeah. Never happened. <laughs> I don't remember it. Just block it out. I've never lost. <laughs> Again, where positional sparring comes into play. I mean, if you know, we joke, but you get swept like that three or four times. You're like, what the hell's going on? Why, why am I getting swept? Well, here, you're trapping your own arm with this, trying to get the wizard in for whenever I've got the underhook. Yeah, and, well, and the other thing too is with that, it concentrates it in one area. Like if you're just like trying to roll with people and get in like 36,000 positions and every mm-hmm. time I make a mistake, somebody better is correcting it. It's like, dude, I, I can't, I get it. I suck. Calm mm-hmm. down. Let me yeah. just figure out one thing at a time. Right. You know, the positional like tunes it down. So I don't, I don't see the need to get into a bunch of different positions when I'm not good at any of them yet. You know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Agreed. Right there with you. Right there with you. Um, <laughs> But uh, so so that's good. I, I think that kind of about taps that one out. Did you see that? Taps that. That was good. Out. Super mm-hmm. good transition. The mobility in the podcast Segway. topics. My, my, my segways mobility is really getting better. Uh, but uh, but let's go on to the next topic, which is you should call it transitions, not mobility. Transitions. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're right. Like your transitions and control, I would yeah. say that's transitions and control is probably a better word. Of what better where you're doing yeah. the mobility. Mm-hmm. It takes mobility because I to really do had this. no idea what you were talking about. Well, the audience probably didn't either, and they're wondering what's going on. So yeah, yeah. folks, it's transitions. I get the top half guard and, and I stretch. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I'm doing. Um. So we did a lot of nogi today. Yes, that was absolutely. fun. It's a blast. Coming from a nogi hater in myself. You are a nogi hater. Yeah, I am big time. I don't like it. There's like four submissions to do. I don't like it. And I was surprised that you brought it up to me whenever, I in did. fact, I was thinking about it that morning. I was like, man, you know, we should do half nogi. Like the Charlotte School does some of their open mats, half nogi, half gi. And I was like, we should we should start doing that. Yeah. I was just going to ask, like, if you aren't about it, I was going to ask individually if people just take the top off. Um Yeah just so I can practice half of it is because um, my fingers are sore. Top, folks. He wasn't asking um, men to take their rash guards off. Were you? Yeah. <laughs> um, the half of it's because my fingers hurt. Half of it's because it's another thing that I'm just like, I don't know how to do it. So it's going to force myself there. Yeah. So what, what do you find the biggest challenge with no geese? Like for you personally? I don't know. I just don't know because I just don't do it. Well, I'll tell you what it is for you because you told me earlier what it was. And that was the lack of grips. Mm-hmm. Right. However, my grips suck against people who are good. I mean, that's mm-hmm. like realistically, like I don't have uh, planned grips most of the time. I just grab um, a collar, you know, mm-hmm. but if they're better, it's, it's not an effective uh, control point anyway. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't done enough of it to like totally write it off. I feel like, like just 
things I noticed today in the super small 45 minute sample sizes, it felt like it was easier to get to the back. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt there's more transitions in note. I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely quicker and, and higher amount of transitions. So the, that gives you more opportunity to get to the back. Breaking the guard was very challenging because I'm so accustomed to holding a sleeve to stand up on uh-huh. with the, it feels easier to pass once I get it open, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, there's those little differences and stuff, but I've just never I'm not played with it enough to say like, what's, what's good and not good. I know like I didn't like the guard for the longest time in it. Cause I couldn't grab somebody's collar, but or collar choke them. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I don't know. We'll see. What do you think? No, man, I'm, I really like, I like Nogi. I mean, I, I feel like, um, I feel like this is going to give us, if we, if we continue this format, like Sunday doing our Sunday rolls and, and making it half Nogi, half key, I think that's a really good supplement because, because you can, you can see it in the substitute for obviously the grips is the old, are the overhooks, the head control, the head and arm control. And, um, and on the instructional that that uh, Danner that I have of Danner's with the um, leg lock system, he talks. He actually breaks down that control really nicely as far as what your your grip hierarchy is and how you should deal with it and that sort of thing. So that was that was pretty cool. And um, yeah, I mean, I like I like Nogi. It's it, it seems like in Nogi. Well, it doesn't seem like it is in Nogi. It's easier to get takedowns because you know. When, whenever we're in the gi, somebody's always grabbing at your lapel and, mm-hmm. and you know, you, my, you know, kind of one trick pony, I, I do a single leg. That's all I do. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a double leg occasionally, but, um, you know, I, I'm not going to get a judo throw or anything like that. I, I practice them and I, I, I try to set them up, but I'm just, I'm just, when it comes to that, I'm, I, it's just not something that I, um, focus on. Therefore, I'm not, I'm not good at it. So, I'd re- much rather be doing that. So that's why I like, I, I do like Nogi in that, that it's it gives the wrestler a, a more uh, chance of of getting a pure shot in. Uh, you know, obviously you can still defend and all that stuff, but it it gives you a better chance to get in on the legs. Yeah, I agreed. And I think just working wrestling, the small amount that I have has made me a lot more comfortable in the guard of grabbing people by the back of the head. Cause that's just a different grip that I, you never make. Mm-hmm. I never make with the Gion. No. Why would you? Right. So, yeah. you know, it's just like, I wouldn't think to do it. Um, but now it's not so weird and grabbing the wrist isn't so bad, but I didn't like grabbing the wrist to try to stand up. Cause I don't understand how to do it. Cause it seems so easy for them just to do the very simple elbow forward grip break and I lost it. Sure. I mean, I had no, I ain't going to hold anybody's arm. So I have to figure out the, how to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. And that's when, uh, when Dan Hur was saying, he, he said, you have to have on the single side, you can't just have wrist control. You have to have wrist, wrist and elbow control. That's, that's the, okay. That's the key to it. If you if you have the over on the wrist, you have to have the the backstop on the elbow, and that's that's how to stand up. Uh, it's it just in general in addressing grips. Okay. In in having a controlling grip, 
that that's more controlling, that the wrist itself is not a controlling grip. Mm. Maybe it's time we rewatch this. I think so. I'll do it the hard way. Let's keep grabbing wrist. Yeah, you should. You should. Well, actually, uh, uh, Michael brought up that he has the triangle series, so we could just get together, have him down, or we go up there and do uh, the triangle series and the the um, enter the system leg lock series. Just train with him. That'd be fun. You love to travel. True. That's a good idea. <laughs> I mean, it is like an hour away. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it. All right. Very good. I don't think I'm watching any leg lock DVDs, though. Whatever, dude. I thought you were all about the leg locks now. Why? You were defending them. Because you got leg locked in a tournament in 10 seconds? Yeah. Yeah. Twice. Right. Get it right. All right. (laughs) I didn't want to make you self-conscious about it, but... Yeah, no, I did did the old... um, I just asked John, and he told me. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, that's a great approach, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what stopped people ankle locking me as I stopped pulling guard? Good idea. <laughs> pulling guard badly. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes pulling side control. That's what I prefer. Yeah, it's faster that way. <laughs> it's very efficient. And they don't get the pass points, right? You it's only true. get the two. Yeah. Right? They that's, don't get the pass points good. when you do that. That's smart. Just <laughs> exploiting the system now. It's my strategy. <laughs> Uh, oh, jeez. Um, any any more on on the nogi stuff? I think it. I think that the- I, know, I had a lot of fun. You, it used to be like kind of frustrating for me because I would know what I want to try to do and I couldn't do that. Um, but I I really I did enjoy it quite a bit today. Um, it's. I don't know. I think I think doing it a little bit every week is going to slowly add up to a lot. I I don't care to do it every day. I don't think it's No, no me but either. But I I don't it, it's just like the takedowns and it's just like the top. I don't I don't like that I've There's been a nogi class the entire time and I've never done it. You know, I've done maybe 20. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've ignored it and mm-hmm. I try to slowly address all the stuff that I ignore. I can only learn. Yeah. Do you think that it's going to make your gi game better too? The no gi? I mean, that kind of goes back to before when I said like, there's no wrong way to do it. I, yeah, it's going to, there's going to be, you're going to transition to more positions, right? You're going to get more familiar in those different positions. If you do no gi and you're getting those transitions, granted, they're going to be different. You got different control points and everything like that, but the transitions are going to be very similar just quicker in, in no gi than they are in gi. Yeah. I'm I'm sure there's going to be a lot of stuff that'll help. I don't know what it is, but I don't think like people ask what's better. And it, to me, it's like whatever you like more. I don't, I didn't like no gi cause I never did it. No, I mean, gi's definitely better. So case closed. Well, moving on. So, <laughs> but, uh, I'm going to get some no gi haters going on here. I like no gi too, but I do prefer yeah. gi. Well, let's see how it goes. I mean, if if we do a half hour of it and then I start like dreading that portion of the class, then it's like, all right, well, then I don't really like Nogi very much at all. But then I at least tried it, you know? Sure. I haven't yeah, really right. given it any sort of try, uh, chance. 
Yeah, yeah, agreed. agreed. But I think that's a good way to do it because that's what I keep telling people, and it's partially to try to get them to come to Sunday rolls. But I've had a a lot of people as I talk about how much I like the back and attacking the back, be like, I have no idea what to do from the back, which makes sense because like you know, unless you're good, you're it's really hard to get there. You know, so yeah, not good, just experienced at it. I mean generally have to be better than the other person to get their back. True. Okay. You're right. So like most of the time in a normal role, I'm not going to get anybody's back going back to the positional drilling, doing that a lot started to give me experience in the position to where I'm like, Oh, I like this one. Mm-hmm. How do you, you know, how do you get here? I want to be there to attack or whatever. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known that I like it. I wouldn't have known what to do without week after week, five minutes here, like five minutes every week uh, in the position, both sides, you know? Yeah. So I think this will have the same effect, but that's what I was telling people was like, if you don't like, if you don't know what position, what to do, then that's, you know. One you should be focusing on. Yeah. I was saying the same thing with takedowns with Talese because I used to do the same thing that people are doing to me now where it's like, I, I didn't want to do takedowns. So like if somebody was like starting a takedown, I would just sit, fall, mm-hmm. just kind of like, all right, man, just take me now. We'll just start from there. Mm-hmm. Um, which I get because I didn't want to get hurt, but it's the more I'm playing with them and kind of start to understand what's happening. It's not so like, all right, when is he just going to throw me on my head? You know, like you start to get an idea of what's coming, what's happening or whatever, and you get more comfortable, same with anything else. So it's like, mm-hmm. that's that's one of these positions where I'm s- still uncomfortable. That's what I need to focus on. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. Yeah. So more takedowns, more nogi. Yeah. I like it. So, uh, Phil, we've got a um a nice plus for our listeners out there our, our female listeners in particular because mm-hmm. uh aj klingerman is putting on the role model women's only camp uh it's in indianapolis indiana and that's uh, may 1st through 3rd um gonna have a bunch of great um instruction there nikki sullivan who's a black belt under galval um hillary van ornum uh she's multiple time uh placer in the worlds in black belt division brown belt division masters division um so a lot of top-notch instruction and they gave us our listeners a code that will get them 10 percent off that camp coupon code coupon code so whenever you're going to check out at the role model women's only camp it is bjj campaign is the code i know it's tough to remember yeah but it's it'll get you ten percent off and uh, totally worthwhile and and you know um, we've done two origin camps now and there's something like special and very fun and you get a lot better about a grappling camp like you'll make friends there that are just different you know that's the same thing like you you go to jiu-jitsu and you have friends that are not your work friends um, but I think the camps are a really really good way to get better and like it's a good experience. 
Yeah, and that camaraderie. I mean, you know, listen, there's not as many women out there doing jujitsu as there yeah. are men, and, and to be able to form that camaraderie with uh, with women, and not only that, but you know, you you think, oh boy, you, you know, so oftentimes I know we shouldn't. We compare ourselves to other people in the gym, and sometimes whenever you're smaller, I'm not saying just because you're male or female, but when you're smaller, maybe you're older, maybe you're whatever. You, you don't have anyone that, that you directly compare yourself to because there is no one mm-hmm. there. And in this, you know, and again, not saying you want to compare yourself, but you're going to have uh, all different shapes, sizes, ages of women there that are going to be in different phases of what their grappling journey is. And so I, I know it's going to fill up fast. This is May 1st to the 3rd and, and, um, I mean, I'm sure they extended it last year where they had to increase the capacity several times. I don't think there's anything else like it. Yeah, there is. There's nothing else like it. So, um, uh, you know, go again, that coupon code for 10% off is uh, BJJ campaign. Uh, and it's the role model women's only jujitsu camp. Uh, another, another big offer is we've got, hoodies on order yeah more rash guards coming because we almost sold out the hoodies have been requested by multiple people non-stop looking at you scott and um we're gonna do the combination offer that i've forgot what it is exactly it's but the it's kitchen a- sink offer for black friday folks we're gonna have a black friday special so set it up bjj campaign episode what we're gonna do is give you one of everything we got and that retail value would be, I think, normally 125 bucks for everything that we got. We're going to do it for 100 I hope I'm We'll right. do it for 99 It's like, it's way better. It's $99. Two, two numbers, three numbers is Shipping too many. Shipping is included. Yeah. Unless you're overseas. <laughs> um, but yeah, the hoodies, the rash guards, t-shirts, patch, bjjcampaignpodcast.com. Uh, Facebook, join the group. Instagram, mm-hmm. posting there sometimes. We should do more, but we should. And I should know, take a selfie every night when I go train. I'm sure people would love seeing that. They'd love it. Thoughts? Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. You really should. <laughs> yep. Uh, All for it. What was the other one? YouTube. There's YouTube. You can check that out. Yep. Should be listening on YouTube. Um. Yeah. Also, if you want to help support us, you do jujitsu. You probably know people who do jujitsu. Share share your favorite episode with them. It's pretty easy. You just go to the podcast app, boom, share the episode. Send it to one of your training partners. Maybe they'll like it. Probably they won't, but maybe they will. <laughs> um, anything else? I think we're good. All right. So, folks, if you're not doing something out there each and every day to make yourself better, get out there and do it. Phil and I choose jiu-jitsu. We hope you do too. This episode of the BJJ Campaign Podcast is brought to you by Speed Pro East Bay in Alameda, California, in the heart of the San Francisco Bay Area. They're the source for premium visual solutions to spruce up your interior space. From window decals and wall murals to conference room graphics and directional signage, create a work environment that is tailored to your brand. 
They'll not only print your custom graphics, but do installation as well. Visit eastbayspeedpro.com. That's E-A-S-T-B-A-Y-S-P-E-E-D-P-R-O.com. And mention the BJJ Campaign Podcast for 15% off your first order. Also, Eddie is a jiu-jitsu guy, so folks, go out there and support him. I'm about to feed him to the sharks right now. Get him hyped right now. Yeah. You know the ground is our Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it goes. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. You know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Let's roll.